Welcome to the Prairie Heights Podcast. Thanks for listening today. I hope it motivates you. I hope it builds your faith and helps you connect with Christ and a church family here at Prairie Heights. Enjoy the message. Welcome everyone to Prairie Heights. Yeah, it's a good day to be here. It's a good day to be in God's house. I want you to know that you are so welcome here. If I haven't had the chance to meet you, my name is Beth and I get to serve as our lead pastor. And and all week long, I've been reading faith stories of the people who are going public with their faith through baptism. And I've been holding in all the emotion. So that means grab your tissues. We're crying a lot today, (laughs) okay? And we're crying or we're we're celebrating or we're sharing our emotion because you know what? Like it should be emotional when people's lives are changed. It should move us in ways that nothing else moves us when people's lives are changed. And so today is a very special and unique day. Not only is it believer baptism, but it's also Commitment Sunday. For those who call Prairie Heights their church home, Commitment Sunday is something that they've been processing, we've been processing for the last three weeks. For some people, they've been processing for a year of engagement in stand. And so what I want you to know is that if you're a guest with us today, or you're here to celebrate someone who's getting baptized and it's your very first time, my prayer for you and my hope for you is is that when you leave here today that, that you just feel full and that you know that you got to be a part of people's lives that have been changed. You've been able to be a part of the movement of God and you get to see faith in action. Not only faith in action of people who are going public with their faith, but also faith in action of people who are committing, some of them for the very first time, to give financially and to trust God with that area. And so it's gonna be beautiful today. We're packing a lot in and I can't wait. Uh, I wanna let you know that our vision at Prairie Heights is to stand. We wanna stand for the people of our community. We wanna stand for changed lives. There are over approximately 100,000 people who are living apart from Jesus right here in Cass and Clay County. And we wanna be one of the churches in our community that closes that gap. And we are, and we have been, and we will continue to be. And I love that about our church, that we are here to help people who don't know Jesus come to know Jesus and have their life be radically transformed. The second thing that we want to stand for is we want to stand for transformed community. That means we want to be proactive in our approach to help in the areas of mental, emotional, and financial health. That we want to get ahead of it before it becomes a a crisis And friends, did you know right here locally, uh, we struggle in Cass and Clay County higher than the national average in addiction, anxiety, depression, and suicide. And so we want to be a place that talks about it and that has proactive approaches to see change happen. We want to stand for future generations. We want our kids and teens and young adults to know that they matter, to know that they are so loved, not only by us, but by a God who loves them so much and that they can find their identity in him. And so both baptism and commitment Sunday, commitments to engage and stand, friends, are steps of faith. 
And what we're gonna witness and be a part of and engage in today is, is what's happening inside of each of us. It's a result. It's called the spiritual growth result is what we're seeing in action through baptism and through Commitment Sunday. And it is gonna be a roller coaster ride of emotions. And so I invite you into that, whether today's your very first time, whether you have been coming hundreds of times, welcome. We're gonna give Jesus all the credit for everything that we get to be a part of today. Our very first celebration, friends, is believer baptism. And I wanna just take a moment, I wanna explain like what is believer baptism and why do we do it the way that we do it here at Prairie Heights? Because I could take a guess and, and maybe know that many of you like me were baptized as a baby. And so to do it the way we do is, is brand new. And so I want to explain that a little bit. Why do we do believer baptism and what is it? Well, in Romans 10, 9, it says, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be saved. What does that mean? That means that we believe the very first step in our relationship with Jesus is to place our faith and trust in him. That in order to have salvation, in order to get to heaven, you don't have to earn your way, there's no amount of good deeds. Simply put, just like Romans 10, 9, we're invited to say with our mouth that Jesus is the Lord and believe in your heart that he is the Lord of your life and that God raised him from the dead and that's how you are saved. You might have heard it around here, we call it yes to Christ, and you simply need to declare that with your mouth, and you get to walk with Jesus the rest of your life. So simply put, babies can't make that decision until they're older. So for younger children, what we do is we do what we call child dedication, where the parents make a decision to raise their children in a home where Jesus is the center. And so because baptism is not required for salvation, baptism does not get you to heaven, that's why we celebrate it the way we do. And we encourage people to wait until they're a little bit older so they understand the decision that they're making. And so everyone here today has said yes to Jesus and committed their life to Jesus. That's getting baptized. And they know that the reason they're getting baptized is they wanna let the whole world know that they are a follower of Jesus. And friends, you all, all of you watching online, all of you right here in the room, you are a part of their story and a part of their celebration and a part of their life change. It's beautiful. It's beautiful that we get to be a part of this. So why get baptized? Baptism is simply a step of obedience. It's a step that we take in our faith to go public with that decision. And you know, like some ways, what it helps us with, friends, those of you getting baptized, is that now when you go out and live and work and play in our community and and someone uh, remembers the day that you made this ginormous decision, it reminds you, oh yeah, everybody knows that I'm a follower of Jesus and so the way that I live should align with the way Jesus wants me to live. See, baptism, the obedient step of our faith, should change the rest of our life. Here's what I mean by that. In Romans 6, 1 through 4, it says this, well then, should we keep on sinning 
so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. See, here's the thing, friends. When, when we see people go under the water, it's like their old life is dead. Like Jesus Christ died on the cross. And when they come up out of the water, it is a new life in Christ. Just like Jesus came, just like he rose again. And he is alive. When people come up out of the water, they are alive in Christ with a new life. And the rest of their life should reflect that. And we're so excited to be church family alongside. And so today, friends, we are celebrating that 37 people are getting baptized. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> Woo! 37 people of all ages, of all backgrounds, of all stories are here today to let the world know that Jesus is the leader of their life. They want you to know and they want to have a moment with Jesus where their past is washed away and they get new and they get refreshed and they follow through on a step of obedience that the Holy Spirit has called them to. And so by being baptized at Prairie Heights, you are saying, friends, that you believe what we believe about Jesus Christ and about our faith. And I celebrate you in that. And so as, for every baptism, we share stories and we share the stories of people getting baptized. And so I'm going to do that. And as I do, I'm going I'm to intertwine it with our vision to stand because each of these stories reflect what we're doing as a church family for our vision, each of these stories reflect changed lives. They reflect transformed community and they reflect future generations. And so the first set of stories I wanna share are in changed lives, that we're standing for people whose lives are being changed by Jesus. This is the time you get your Kleenex ready. Are you ready? I'm not ready. Here we go. So the first story I'm gonna share is Nancy. And uh, Nancy shares that she says, I was baptized as an infant and have always had Christ leading and guiding my days. Regardless of the road, I have been and am blessed to know that Jesus Christ is fully with me on the journey. She explains later in her story that we were never meant to walk alone. And while there are a bazillion names she said I could list of people who have helped her in her walk, uh, Jen and Deb and Pam have been beyond pivotal as to the women in Christ that Nancy is today. Nancy reminds us how important community is, how important friendship is, how important it is to have other people in our life who are following Jesus, who want us to follow Jesus. She says it's a gift beyond measure. And she says, I look back on my last five years at Prairie Heights and without hesitation, I can say with clarity, I have lived into a deepened and strengthened relationship with Jesus Christ. I continue to experience firsthand that my control is not what is needed. What is needed is an unwavering trust in Jesus. Does anyone else need to hear that today? That you don't need to control, that you can have faith and that God will take care of you and he will be your provider. Kelly, she says, I accepted Christ at a church camp as a young child. 
I was active in youth group and Christian youth in action as a kid. My parents led by example to take me to church, reading the Bible and being involved in our church. Way to go, parents. Way to go. You're going to see a thread of that today, of parents who have been impactful in people's stories. Kelly says, I was diagnosed with cancer in 2019, just before COVID. And as a healthcare provider throughout COVID, God gave me incredible peace as I cared for others. So not only is she diagnosed with cancer, but then she is caring for others through COVID. He has continued to be faithful time and time again through all the trying times, and I feel convicted to be baptized today. Praise God, Kelly. Praise God. And then, uh, her, and then we got Trexton. And Trexton says, I grew up in the church and always had that foundation of who Christ was. God and the church played a significant role in my life by always standing by me through the tough times. He says, I was probably six or seven, and as soon as I accepted Jesus Christ into my life, I felt a sudden feeling of peace and safety. I would say that my parents had a significant part of my life to follow Christ. Way to go, parents. <laughs> he goes on to say, since following Jesus, I've noticed my spiritual growth and how to make my faith my own. Growing up, you only know what your parents have showed you and taught you, but taking that time to develop a personal relationship with Jesus and reading the word of God is so instrumental in understanding God's true nature. Way to make your faith your own. Way to go. He closes by saying, in this way I can fully commit my life to Christ by publicly showing my love and how much he truly means to me in my life. Incredible. Nathan, Nathan shares, growing up, I did all the steps. Baptized when I was young, first communion, confirmation. However, doing and going through all of this in my head, I felt I was doing what I was supposed to, but my heart wasn't in it. Anybody else relate with that? Religion made me question things, and that confusion led me astray. He goes on to share, when I said yes to God, um, he went through a lot of hard things, uh, in his family and, and with, a, with a child. And so there's a, there's a story here of just heartache and confusion and not knowing and needing to trust God. And, and he says, when I said yes to God, that horrible news I received still hurt, but in my heart, I knew he would take care of her, uh, his daughter. I knew he would either allow her to make it through these surgeries she will have to endure as just a young baby or allow her to be in heaven waiting for me to meet her when Jesus brings us home. And every time something happens now, so fast forward in his story, and he says, every time something happens now, I ask God for guidance and peace. I just feel that like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders since I said yes. In all of this, I understand now that I need God to be the husband and father my family needs, and I can't do it on my own. You're right, Nathan. You can't do it on your own. You're not meant to do it on your own. None of us will ever be enough on our own. That's the whole point, and it's why we need Jesus. And so way to go. I'm so proud of you for taking this step of faith, for being an example for your family and for our church family. Anna says, growing up, I went to a Catholic church. I was baptized, confirmed, went to church every Sunday. And throughout all those years, I never learned what it meant to follow Christ and how to apply it to my life. 
She shares, I went to college and dropped my religion altogether. I filled my happiness with anything I could find. After a while, I kept getting more lost, broken, and alone. I knew I was missing something, and it wasn't until I realized church like Prairie Heights can be a home where I can have a personal and intimate relationship with God. Way to go, Prairie Heighters. Way to make a space for someone who could come to know Jesus because of how well you loved, because of how well you met Anna. Way to go. Jesus did that in and through us. When I began to follow Jesus, everything inside me started to heal, and a weight has been lifted. I love that you're finding healing We find healing in God when we come close to him. I don't feel lost and alone anymore because I know God is with me every step of the way. Amanda shares, I went to church every Sunday until I was in fifth grade and my parents got divorced. In 2018 was my time back in church since then. And so it was like, I'm doing math really quick while I'm talking to you. My math isn't that great. It was like 19 years later. She says, it was my time back in church since then. And it was after I finally left uh, an abusive relationship. She says, we just happened to come back the day that best sermon was talking about accepting God. And I was like, aha. It was an aha moment. Like we weren't meant to be at that service or we were meant to be there. She continues on by saying, I'm ready to see how my life changes after really saying yes and diving into accepting and knowing God. Ben shares, my life has been a mess. My drinking had gotten out of control, so I stopped drinking almost two years ago, but I'm still struggling. Hey, way to be sober, Ben. Way to choose sobriety. And that is a lifelong journey. Any of, anybody who's in recovery, all of us friends are in recovery of something. We all have something that we're trying to overcome and I just wanna celebrate you and God's with you in the ups and downs of that journey. He says, I lost my mom and I was lost. I decided to go back to church and I instantly felt the presence of God in my life. As soon as I said yes, I was overwhelmed with joy and I feel like I'm home, welcome home. (laughs) I feel like a weight has been lifted. I'm happier and I'm enjoying my life more. It's the best decision I've ever made in my life. You are absolutely right. It is the best decision anyone can ever make to follow Jesus. Way to go, Ben. We've got Kyle. And Kyle shares that he, growing up, he first learned about Christ in Sunday school. God has always played a big part in his life and his decisions. And the path I chose always had God as a huge motivator. That's amazing. I love the stories that we're hearing today of people who have walked with God their entire life. That is incredible. I said yes to Christ during kids' church when I was very young. And then he says at the end, my life has changed significantly and not how six-year-old me thought it would be. Isn't that true? It's like when we're younger, we have a picture of what life is gonna be like. And then life, and we realize how much we need God. So he says, it wasn't all butterflies and roses, but I was never alone. Even in some of the most challenging times of my life, I never had to do it alone. And that's because he found Jesus at a young age. I love that. I love that. And today, as an adult, he's saying, I want to go public with that decision. And Allie, his wife, she says, I did not have God in my life before adulthood. I never went to church and was raised non-religious. 
I learned about Christ during college and attending church at 18. I was very broken and lost. I also endured many mental health struggles that went undiagnosed until college. She says, I said yes to Christ when I was 19. I had never heard the Easter story to its full extent before. And I knew then and there that I knew what my life was missing was Jesus. So I dove in head first. She got to know Jesus. She joined some, some groups at that church. And then she found her husband, her future husband. And they started dating. That doesn't always work out. That doesn't always work out. There are no promises. I'm glad it worked out for you too. <laughs> I love how Jesus is moving and changing your life. My life has changed so much since I've known Jesus. Anyone who knew me before I said yes would tell you I was angry, I was lost, I was broken. It was a long process, but Jesus has helped me become. Get this, friends. This is what happens when Jesus becomes a part of our life. He changes us, become a gracious, loving, and strong person. We can't go from angry, lost, and alone by ourselves to gracious, loving, and strong. That's the work of Jesus Christ. I also met my husband serving at the church we attended, and he has definitely changed my life in many ways. God is so faithful. God is so faithful. So that's an example of just a few of the lives who have been changed right here at Prairie Heights. And friends, as we continue to stand and be a church that would welcome people of all backgrounds so they could come to know Jesus, we're also gonna stand for Transform Community. We are gonna help people proactively get help in mental, emotional, and financial help. And so as I read some of the stories that are coming, there might be some colorful details in those stories, and I'm sharing them on purpose, because I want you to know we're a church who's going to be real, or is it we're a church who's going to be authentic, and these brave people have shared how Jesus is changing their life. And so Tammy, she has to share, I attended church as a child, but didn't surrender my heart to Jesus until I was a teenager. God has been my guide and support through many difficult times in my life. This last year has been very difficult emotionally. I had a three-year relationship that ended. And so she said, I have surrendered this whole situation to God. And I want to leave this all behind me and be filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit and have the broken places restored. That's what happens is we have restoration when we come closer to Jesus Miranda shares, my life was very chaotic before I said yes to Christ. I was quick to react negatively to pressure and situations. I felt overwhelmed with anxiety and depression in my life. I felt like I was not in control. And I felt I was missing part of me always that neither friends or family could fill. Miranda, that happens to so many of us. We look to other people to try to fill the hole in our heart. We look to other relationships to try to fill the one thing that only Jesus can fill. And Miranda, you said, I said yes to Christ after a Christmas Eve service at Prairie Heights and I wanted to make serious changes. I wanted us to find community and I felt so much peace at that service. And I noticed my week following the Christmas service was so peaceful and calm. I felt I was given a new perspective. Jesus gives us a new perspective. She says, we joined groups. We realized we needed Jesus in our life to fill the void we were both feeling in our hearts. She says, I'm not quick to react, reactive behavior anymore. My anxiety and depression has completely lifted. Wow. Jesus sometimes heals us in a moment. And there are times he uses doctors and nurses and he uses other things to help us. I'm so thankful he lifted that from you. 
My marriage has become so much stronger with Christ. I'm quicker to compassion and patience and Jesus truly changed my perspective and my life when I said yes to him. Dave, Dave shares in his story, he shares, I was close to the bottom, not knowing what to do. I came to God on my knees and I begged for help. It was March 23rd of 2023. Anyone else been there? It's a good place to be. As hard as it is, it's a good place to be when you're on your knees and broken, ready for help. And Dave said, that day I recommitted my life to Jesus and Jesus took my addictions away from me and the only way to get caught up on my overdue bills was to sell my Harley. And that was bittersweet because I loved that bike. Any Harley fans, you know how hard it would be to sell that so that you could make life right Super hard. And he said, but he said this, uh, I knew I had to sell my Harley. That was bittersweet. I love that bike, but not as much as I love Jesus. <laughs> that away, Dave. Do you all love your bike, your Harley bike more than Jesus? Conviction. Hey, he said it. It's been five weeks of sobriety. Yes. Way to go, Dave. I found peace within me, better connections with my kids, and have found a new church home. And I can say now I'm a follower of Jesus, not a fan of Jesus. Way to go. Sarah says, I grew up in a Christ-centered home because of my mom. I experienced a lot of wandering and searching for purpose and fulfillment. I'd said yes to Christ many years ago as a kid. But I think I had been a one foot in, one foot out believer until maybe about a year or two ago. I joined a small group which helped break a barrier in getting more connected at church. I went through a lot of tough experiences that helped me grow into being more resilient and more dependent on God and more into the person I was meant to be. I've not experienced joy, purpose, and peace until developing my relationship with Jesus. Uh, Malcolm says, growing up, I never had a strong foundation with Christ or the church my family history was a mess. When I was 14, I had my first encounter with Jesus when a pastor and his sons took me to church. Several tumultuous events occurred and led me to wanting to complete suicide. I believe the world would be better off without me. And there are times I continue to ask God, why am I here? And time after time, he responds back by saying, you are here to share your light and kindness with others. Malcolm, you hang on to that. Life is still going to be hard. <laughs> you hang on to that. Recently, a few coworkers and friends invited me to Prairie Heights, and I put it off for a while, but once I arrived, I was hooked. We do that on purpose. <laughs> the messages were down to earth. The musicians were phenomenal. Yes, they are. And the overall environment has been welcoming. I'm still a bit guarded, but I know I want Jesus in my life, and I want to pursue him in his love and be a true follower of him, and that's why today, on April 30th, 2023, I choose to get baptized. Ooh, way to go, Malcolm. Way to go. <laughs> Ashley says, I never went to church growing up or had any faith. When I went to college, I met some friends that brought Christ into my life, and before I said yes to Christ, I felt lost and anxious all the time. My roommate, Kelsey, helped me when I was in some of my lowest moments by reminding me that Christ is with me and loves me. 
Since I started following Jesus, my mental health and anxiety has gotten better. I'm not as worried as much as any, I'm not as worried as much. And I feel free and joy all the time knowing Jesus is by me every step of the way. So those are ways that God has transformed their lives, friends, from the inside out and helped them to become more whole. And now our future generations, our kids and our teenagers, who want to know their identity in Christ, who are obeying God in a huge step, who we get to help love them and help them know that they belong. Claire says, I went to church in Sunday school, but it never meant much to me back then. Over the past year of going to Oxygen, Oxygen is our middle and high school ministry on Wednesday nights, and serving in Kid Venture, and that's for birth through fifth grade on Sundays, I've felt more trust in him. I've been able to trust that he has a plan for me, and it's made me have less anxiety than before. Emily, who's 14, she says, I've always known Christ and known he was there, but sometimes I pushed him away because I was mad at him. Emily, you're not alone. You're not alone. I always knew that I could go to him with anything, but sometimes I tried to figure it out on my own. Also not alone. Now that I'm older, I want to strengthen my relationship with him, so I've decided to get baptized. Getting up early in the morning and reading my Bible and devotion or putting on some Christian music, those are the things that have brought me closer to Jesus. Friends, a 14-year-old gets up early to read her Bible and do her devotion and listen to Christian music. And she says, those are the things that are bringing me closer to Jesus. But most of all, Prairie Heights has helped me through this journey. I can 100% say that this church is my second family. The people I've met serving, they've changed me. The messages I've listened to, either online or in person, they've changed me, and it's changed me for the better. Britton, he's nine, and he says, who is Jesus? Jesus died for our sin. He's the son of God. Why do we need Jesus? To live an eternal life. Then he says, on April 2nd, 2023, in Kid Venture, he said yes to Jesus. What does it mean to say yes? He shares committing myself to Christ, being forgiven for my sins, being accepted and gifted eternal life. That's right, we're gifted eternal life. Why do you want to get baptized? And he says, to turn my life around. That's beautiful. So beautiful. And then we have Ian, uh, who is my son. Bear with me, please. He knew I would cry, so. Who's Jesus? He said, he is a powerful man. You are right. He is a powerful man, Ian. And he sacrificed himself for us. Why do we need Jesus to guide us? And when did you say yes to Jesus? He said, I had a question about Jesus in heaven, and my mom and dad prayed with me. It was right back there in that green room. That's a whole other story. I'll tell a different time. Why do you want to get baptized? He says, because I feel good and I think he's asking me to get baptized. And Ian, buddy, here's what I want you to know. I want you to know that God is always with you and I want you to always listen to God's voice. I want you to always obey God the way you're obeying God today. And that's my prayer for you. That's my prayer for all of you, friends, is that all of us choose to obey God over anything else. And we're gonna get to witness and be a part of continued life change. 
So congratulations, my friends. We are about to celebrate you in just a few moments. Yes, so exciting. Friends, we get to stand together. And when I talk about stand, these are the people and these are the stories that that represents. That we get to make a difference in their lives by being part of everything that God is doing right here, right now at the Ministry of Prairie Heights. It's a huge blessing. I love that we get to do this together for these people. And I want you to know how much God loves you, how much God loves you. You're never too far, you're never too broken. It's never too late to come to know Jesus. And so in a couple minutes, we're gonna experience people of all ages and backgrounds who have first put their faith in Jesus, go public with that decision through baptism. And friends, as they come up out of the water, your role is to cheer so loud that this isn't just a moment for them, friends, but this is a moment because of your celebration and your cheers that they will remember for a lifetime that they are supported and encouraged by a church family who loves Jesus and they would love nothing more than to continue to walk with Jesus the rest of their life. You got it? All right, let me pray as we get ready here. Jesus, would you be with us? Jesus, would you help us to come close to you in this moment? And God, I pray over every person who's about to get baptized that you would give them a moment in the water with you. Jesus, this is all about you. It will always be all about you. Jesus, everything we do is for you. You get all the credit and all the glory. In your name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Get ready to celebrate. Here we go, friends. At this time during the service, we had the opportunity to celebrate 37 people get baptized and publicly declare their faith in Jesus. For the final baptism at each service, we got to be a part of an extra special moment by witnessing a father baptize his son and share a special embrace following such a pivotal moment in both of their lives. Here's what Beth had to say about it. It's special when we get to see people come up out of the water and to see that celebration, right? And I, I hope um, we all got to embrace uh, that little moment with a father and a son. And is it deeply personal to me? Yes, because it's my husband and my son. But here's what I want you to realize, is as you watched their faces, I want you to realize that the depth of that love, the depth of a father's love, is the depth of God's love for each and every one of you that the, uh, the, the embrace of a strong man's hands that would grab a child and, and toss him out, almost toss him out of the pool, <laughs> and embrace him with love and strength is who God is. That is who God is, friends, and I want you to know that that God is available for you to be in relationship with you. And that's a beautiful picture, friends, of what we get to be a part of. And our mission at Prairie Heights is to connect those apart from God with Christ in a church family. 
And so today, if you come to know Jesus, there would be no better gift than for you to declare with your mouth and to believe in your heart that Jesus died on a cross and that he rose again and that you are committed to live your life for him. And it's a simple decision that you can make. And friends, our stand is our vision that is allowing us to carry out that mission further and faster. And the the more that we engage, the faster we are able to see one more life changed the faster we're able to see one more life be transformed. I mean, you guys caught that, right? There's a young, there's a man who struggled with mental illness, is struggling, who because of Jesus is still alive today. Do you understand how important it is that we continue on our mission to let more people know how much Jesus wants to change their life? Did you see the teenagers and the kids who are going public with their faith? Friends, we have to keep doing what we're called to do as a church family. And so, whoa, that was a huge celebration. That is a huge celebration and there's more. And so the second part of today, I wanna turn inward. I want us all to turn inward and I want us to turn our attention to our own lives, our own hearts, our own walk with Jesus. If you're a guest with us today, there's no pressure to participate in this next part at all. This is for people who call Prairie Heights their church home. They have been preparing for this. I have been so blown away, friends, by the conversations I've been hearing that are happening in girl groups, that are happening in homes and marriages, of this wrestling of of God tapping you on the shoulder, inviting you to trust him in the area of finances. And so many people are leaning into that conversation and and I say, way to go, bravo. That is a reflection of faith. That is a result of a spiritual step. And so here's the thing, friends, in, in just a moment, here's what I've invited Prairie Heights who call, or people who call Prairie Heights their church home, in just a moment, we're gonna engage in another spiritual step of obedience. And people are gonna engage in our stand vision through commitments to financial engagement. Some are gonna be committing for the very first time. Some are gonna be committing to finish strong in the commitment they made a year ago. And some are gonna make a commitment to increase because that's what God has asked. And so when you came here today, there was a, a commitment card on your chair. If you're watching online, you can click the link for a commitment card. And the things that we are doing for Stan, the stories that we heard today, that is what we are giving to. We're giving to more of that. And I know that there are plenty of you that as you've been wrestling with personally, how do I trust God in this area? And you're thinking, I don't know if I have enough. I don't know if, if I can afford to give. And that's a real question, but I, I have to stand here and ask us, friends, how can we afford not to? How can we afford not to move the mission forward that God has called our church to? And so in 2 Corinthians, I shared this last week, 9, 6 through 8, it says this, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Because we are a generous church, we have gotten to witness the generosity of life changed through baptism. That is an outpouring of blessing. That is an outpouring of obedience. 
Each of you should give what you've decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Friends, this is not meant to be reluctant or under compulsion. You, don't, you are not obligated. You do not have to give at Prairie Heights to belong. I pray that God moves your heart in such a way that he helps us all to become cheerful givers. And here's the thing, God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all you need, you will abound in every good work. My heart, friends, is for you to follow him in this area and to obey what God's asking you to do. Because here's what I believe, when you do, when you obey in this very area that captures our heart, friends, we get so distracted. Did you, we heard it in Dave's story. He said, I don't wanna sell my Harley, but I love Jesus more. <laughs> We get so emotionally attached in this area, but friends, when we, when we do this and we trust God, because it is not about amounts at all, it's not about the numbers, it's about our faith and our hearts, and when we do this, friends, here's what I've lived and I've learned, because I didn't start with this heart of giving. God has helped me. And here's what I've learned, and here's the stories of so many people that I've heard from. Here's what they experience. It's in 2 Corinthians 9, 9 through 10, and it says this, as it is written, Paul says, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. They have freely given because we just get to manage what God has given us. And now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You're wondering, what does that mean? I did too when I read it. <laughs> Here's what that means. It means God gives us resources to use and God gives us those resources to invest for him. And the resources he gives us aren't meant to be hidden. They aren't meant to be foolishly devoured. They aren't meant to be thrown away. Friends, instead, they should be cultivated to produce more crops. They should be invested. And when we invest what God has given us in his work, he will provide for us. He will provide even more to give in his service. And so in a couple minutes, friends, we're gonna have another spiritual moment. And again, if you're a guest, this is not for you. This is for those who call Prairie Heights their church home. And you're gonna get to witness another movement of God, another movement of faith, another movement of God changing family generational cycles, God changing marriages, God changing college students, God changing teenagers and families. And so we're gonna have people come forward and respond during a song, and there are planters in the front. And everyone's gonna come, you're gonna come forward with your commitment card if you choose to engage and stand. And on the side of each of the planters is a little box that you put your commitment card in, and then you're gonna be given a seed. And the seed represents two things. It represents one, the seed of faith that is being planted in your heart and growing. And the seed also represents the seed of faith that you're planting for someone else to know Jesus. And there's a spot in these planters that you can plant that seed. Friends, if you haven't made time to pray or invite God into this step of faith, don't commit today. This is for people who have prayed about it, you've talked about it, you've sat with God, 
with it. Don't make it an emotional decision because it's baptism day. I want every Prairie Hider and every Prairie Heights family to take a purposeful step of faith in your commitment. Okay, friends, I invite you to that. Eric is gonna play a song called Difference Maker and, and as he does, that's your time to pray and to process, to complete the commitment card and to come forward and to hand in your commitment card and to plant your seed. So whenever you're ready during the song, I invite you to come forward and then I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna pray for us as we just got to witness and be a part of a whole lot of spiritual growth, <laughs> a whole lot of spiritual faith, a whole lot of magnificent ways that God is working and moving in the lives of our church and the people here. So I love you. Let's take this moment to sit, take in, pray, process, and then take a step of faith if that's what God's calling you to. If you would like to learn more about Stand or get involved, check out the link in the episode description. Eric, I love you, friend. I love you. <laughs> I love that we get to be a part of this. I love it. There's nothing better, friends, than right here, right now, being part of God's family and seeing the workings of God's family and how families are apart and their spiritual growth results in other people's and families' spiritual growth. And there's a pattern and a cycle that we all feed into each other. We all need each other's faith. We all need Jesus. And today we got to see how people went going public with their faith just does something to our hearts. And then we got to see people respond. And I'm telling you the stories behind the scenes and that that's not an easy thing to step forward with a commitment. One of my friends just said, she goes, I've never been so excited to give financially in my whole life. <laughs> yes, that's Jesus. That is a cheerful giver. Over the next several months, you're gonna see these planters out front and you're gonna see the plants grow. And that's a picture of our faith growing together. I know we're long, but I'm gonna close with this scripture. I'm gonna say a prayer and we're gonna get out of here. Ephesians 3, 16 through 21, it says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. And everybody said, amen. Woo, God, you are so good. We love you so much. God, that applause is for you and what you do in our lives. There's no better ending. We give you all the credit and all the glory. We pray all this in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening. A special thanks to those of you who give generously to Prairie Heights. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. 
You can click the link in the description to give now or visit prairieheights.com slash give for more information. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, or even take a screenshot and share it on your social media and tag us at Prairie Heights. Thanks for listening and God bless.